0: Hello and welcome to Defiant Optimism, the inspiring podcast from Smiley Movement, where we talk to extreme fundraisers, the people who go above and beyond to raise money and awareness for an important cause. I'm Amy, the chief editor here at Smiley Movement, and I'm always amazed by the insane challenges some people do to give back. So today I have with me one half of the fundraising duo who call themselves the Putney Gumps, Johnny Wraith and Adam Constable from London have been taking on fundraising challenge for the past 15 years and have raised more than a quarter of a million pounds for charities, including the Down Syndrome Association and the Cystic Fibrosis Trust. So most recently in September, they ran seven marathons in seven days along the Thames path, but in previous years, They have run 12 marathons in 12 months, they've successfully run a marathon in under four hours and they have also run a 65 kilometre ultra marathon. so basically a lot of running. Um, So today I have Adam with me. Welcome Adam, thanks for joining the podcast.
1: Hi, absolute pleasure. Nice to be here. Thanks for having us on.
0: So seven marathons in seven days um, in September. Can you tell us a bit about that challenge? But I think what might make it easier is to perhaps start a little bit from the beginning and your running journeys. So it's been the past 15 years you've been doing this. Do you want to talk a bit about the history of that?
1: Sure. Well, it all it all started when, um, in fact, it was Johnny's idea and he wanted to raise some money for Down syndrome. Um, Max, uh, Johnny and Judy's uh, lovely son, uh, has Downs and uh, he wanted to do something to help the Down Syndrome Association. So that started off as a multi-run cycle. There are about fifty of us, I think, something like that—forty or fifty of us—and each of us were just running uh, a, a very small amount. I, at that stage, couldn't run more than uh, a mile without getting out of breath, um, and, and so had to had to do a bit of training to get started. But it was from then on um, that that uh, the, the challenges started and and got slightly slightly longer slightly crazier some people many people dropped by dropped out by on 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 the way by and it was uh, Johnny and I left as the fundraising duo and we've we've done sort of further and more difficult things each each year really to to try and encourage people to put their hands in their pockets
0: and now some of those um challenges that I just um referred to there I mean, a seventy-five kilometer ultra marathon, twelve marathons in twelve months, seven marathons in seven days—they are all really hard things to do. Like, it's not not easy. At what point did you sort of get together and think, "Let's do these really, really hard challenges um, to raise money"? Rather than, I mean, just one marathon to me is a lot.
1: Yeah, it's it. uh, You know, we were overwhelmed um, when we did a we did a it uh, started off with a an ultra which was a, a 40, 40 or 50 miles or something like that and we were astonished with the amount of extra money we raised really from people seeing that it was a bit different to the norm um i mean ev- everyone uh who fundraises does so you know within within what they want to do and 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 a marathon for somebody is 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 the equivalent of five ultras for someone else you know it's everyone has their has their different levels but we were so overwhelmed with 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 how people reacted to doing something that was clearly well outside our comfort zone that when you know the dust had settled from that and we were thinking about what we wanted to do next we just thought okay we've got to <laughs> we've got to go further we've got to do something more so it went from that to as you say, we did a 100k. Um, uh, and then, then we did a 100 mile, we did the Thames Path from Richmond to Oxford in one go in 2016, uh, which was preceded the, the the previous week, actually, we we did the London Marathon. So that was 126 miles in a week. And then we had a bit of time off and wanted to do something else. And, and I was listening, in fact, I was listening to a, a just a a radio show and someone very inspiring ones on on there who hadn't run uh, a meter in their in their life decided one day to do 12 marathons in 12 months and that put that planted that seed um and then we needed to do something else so we thought seven marathons in seven days i don't know if, if or what will be next but it's um maybe there comes a point at which we have to stop trying to make it harder
0: so, so they have got harder each time, have they? Have, have they?
1: Yeah, I think I, I think they've all been certainly the more recent ones have all been difficult in their own ways. Um, the tw- the twelve marathons in twelve months was really just sort of it went on a long time, if I can put it that way, logistically. Every you know, one weekend every month we had to. Um, commit to either traveling to do a marathon or even if it was one that we were just running around london doing the 26.2 miles it was still the best part of a day out by the time you've you've done it and then it affects your training before and afterwards the amount of miles you run so that was each marathon was fine but as a year it, it 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 stacked up just in terms of the logistics and the time running 100 miles in one go from richmond to oxford i think was probably the hardest thing we've done in it certainly in in a one-off stretch and then this more recent one the seven in seven days had its certainly had its moments but it was it was different to both the 12 and 12 and and the doing half the distance i suppose but but in in one in one go so they have their own challenges really
0: and from someone that you said um, at the beginning, you could barely run a mile without getting out of breath to doing what you've just explained to us there. How do you to get each other through it? Would you say you're at a similar stage and you, you, you take it in turns in like um, encouraging the other one either during the race or before when you're planning the race to go ahead or how does that sort of Putney Gump pair relationship work in terms of getting through these challenges?
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. We, we, are very similar in terms of our running sort of abilities we neither of us even now we don't really see ourselves as anything other than plodding amateur runners to be quite honest and uh, we run seem to run at about the same same pace we can't get by without nattering to each other most of the time, so we don't run at a pace where we're we're completely out of breath all, all, all the time. And you're absolutely right, Amy. It goes in fits and starts. There are particularly particularly in the long runs, the ultras, there are definitely times when whether it's because of blood sugar levels or just exhaustion or whatever it is, you you go through dips and you, you try and notice when the other one is going through a bit of a, a dip and make a bit more of an effort to you know, either keep keep up or start a conversation or distract or or just motivate. And I know that Johnny's certainly done that for me at times and I do that for him. So it is a, it definitely is a mini team effort.
0: And have there been any points during the massive run to Oxford or the seven and seven days where you've just thought, I just, I don't know if I can do this.
1: <laughs> yeah, there they have, I mean, not, not many, but there have, there have been some we had memorable ones. One, when we did the 100k, which was the furthest we'd ever run at that point, at about 80, about mile, eight, uh, k85, I clearly was in the early stages of high, you know hypothermia. That sounds a bit traumatic, but my, my body temperature was plummeting. I hadn't changed into dry clothes after a sort of day of running, and it was getting cold and, and, and dark, and certainly that was affecting my judgment and if I'm entirely honest my language uh at, but but at, at at my at whatever it was 80 uh, 90k we had amazing support um my my dad and one of his friends was driving around meeting us every 15k or 20k or so arrived with the car and five minutes later after the you know the heater was on and I could warm up it was fine and, and we finished it but that was that was a that was a low moment but you get through them.
0: And um, just thinking about the logistics, so the most recent one um, you completed in September 2021, the seven marathons in seven days, how did that work? Did you wake up early, do a marathon and then sit on the sofa <laughs> under a blanket for the rest of the day? Or did you, uh, how did those yeah, days well, we work? We sort of started
1: about eight, nine o'clock in the morning, something like that. And we stayed in B&Bs or hotels on route on the way down. And so there was a bit of logistics in terms of getting us... Um, to or from the start position each day we were lucky enough to be supported again by great mates um the one one uh very good friend who lives in Gloucestershire of ours who supported us on the first three days as we were running from the the start uh, in in Kemble down uh, through Oxford and and beyond and then uh, another another mate who act who's Whose daughter has CF, and and uh, it's he and 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 Maddie, his daughter, are the inspiration for certainly my half of the fundraising, which which goes to the Cystic Fibrosis Trust. Um, anyway, David helped us for the last for the next two days and then when we were in london or or coming closer to london and more suburban it, it was much easier we didn't really need much support because there was always a you know shop if we needed a bottle of water or something like that on on route but we'd we'd plod along a, and we'd normally finish four and a half hours or so after we started and then it was yeah a bit of a relax unfortunately work didn't stop for either of us so we had emails wow. in, you know the rest of life to you know, conference calls and things like that in the afternoons, and then a big bowl of pasta somewhere in the evening, and and in fact, an early you know early night and up and do the same thing the next day.
0: Amazing. And how did that feel on the seventh morning?
1: <laughs> well, you know what, the seventh morning was fine because we could sort of see that the end was in sight, and and the seventh day was also going to be quite fun because we uh, some really you know, again kind supporters were going to run with us. For for quite a bit of it so we had someone with us at the start who ran three miles and then some other people joined and in fact it was only about mile 15 that that um johnny and i were left plodding along by ourselves again and even that only for a short number of miles and someone else joined us so we had company all the way on day seven which was which was fantastic
0: so overall with all these challenges that we've just spoken about you've raised more than a quarter of a million pound for um these two charities that we spoke about did you ever set out to ever think that you could achieve that? And what do you think it was that helped you get to such high numbers?
1: Well, c- certainly no, we we didn't think we'd uh, achieve that at all, and it and it wasn't really a goal. And it, in fact, it was only really in in uh, in the last year when we've been thinking about things, and I've updated the website for the Putney Gumps, and and we've done a a, a few of these. Sort of chats with either radio stations or whatnot that we thought about what the aggregate in fact was, and we were surprised ourselves when we realized how much it had been over the years. And how has it happened? Well, we're, you know, we're we're, we're very um, lucky to have, uh, you know, a broad network of friends and colleagues who have supported us financially. And we've had, you know, lots and lots, you know, hundreds of people who each year through that network give us, um, you know the usual very generous, but by themselves, each one is a small donation and then we've also been lucky to have each time one or two people who have who have really pushed the boat out and, and given us what what is on any view a sort of large amount of money for, for, for doing something silly. So um, that combination of lots of small donations and a few big ones have got us to some pretty amazing targets each each, each time.
0: So I just want to talk a bit about the inspiration behind the charity. So you said at the beginning that um Johnny's um daughter has down syndrome and he was raising money for the Down Syndrome Association um plus your friend um whose daughter has cystic fibrosis. So from an early stage were those two charities without a doubt the ones that you wanted to raise money for by doing this?
1: Yeah, absolutely right. So so it's Matt, uh, Johnny's son actually Max has uh has has downs and um uh Maddie has CF and those two were our charities from, from the outset. One thing that's, I mean, not, not only is there a, a deeply personal story that goes with each of them, it, it's, you know, they're small charities in the bigger scheme of things. And um, if you raise, you know, 50 grand for one of those two charities, it really does directly help uh, either the support that they give families uh, who deal with the issues that, uh, that, that are, are raised and and also research, particularly in the case of CF, the, the the ongoing research, which is so critical in hopefully making sure that in generations to come, CF isn't something that, that other people have to live with.
0: And do you know, have you spoken to the charities since um, fundraising them, fundraising for them and found out the impact that your money has had, whether they've been able to, purchase certain things or run certain workshops because of the money they've received from your fundraising
1: well we we, we certainly do i mean they're, they're they're because i think partly because they're small charities they have been very supportive of us supporting them if i can put it that way and um for example we we you know on the last day on day seven of the run we we met with one of the key fundraisers for cf who met us on tower bridge and and and, and Cheered us along, and likewise, um, the, the Down Syndrome Association has been very supportive of, of us with their own publicity uh, and Twitter account, and 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 just sort of personal, um, uh, personal contact. And so, yes, we we certainly know uh, directly from those what um, what what this sort of amount of money does for them. It, it's not quite, you know, we we have produced a particular machine or a particular piece of research or anything like like that but we do know that the impact is very real and in the last year or two in particular where small charities have really well all charities but small charities in particular have really suffered from the lack of fundraising because of the pandemic I I think it's been more important that that we got out there pretty much as soon as we we could and, and and get the money rolling in again for them
0: yeah, definitely. And um, something that we um, speak about a lot at Smiley Movement is sort of scaling out good ideas um, and inspiring other people to take on their own challenges, whatever they may be. So if people listening to this are inspired by what you've been doing, what you and um, Johnny have been doing over the past 15 years, would you have any advice or tips or any um, key lessons that you've learned sort of for doing it for more than a decade that, you think other people would benefit from if they were to fundraise for a specific charity that means a lot to them?
1: Sure. Well, I suppose the biggest, the biggest tip, and and Jonah uh, and I talk about this quite a lot when we're running is so much of it is in the head um, as as to what you can do. And if you set out to to do a ten k run, by the end of the ten k run, you're you're done and dusted, and you don't think you could run another k. Um, and the same thing happens when you do a half marathon at 21k and then at a marathon and then at an ultra and beyond and the reality is once you once you're once you've got your head around what you have to do it is amazing injuries aside and you know sometimes no one can do anything about an injury it if it if it happens but injuries aside you can pretty much do whatever you want to do you just you just set the target and off you go and it really is so much more about what's going on up, up top, than it is really about about the body. I mean, you've got to be sensible. You've got to, you know, not 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 go crazy in what you're trying to achieve, and your body's got to be roughly trained. But as I say, Johnny, Johnny and I don't take training massively seriously, if I'm entirely honest, and we we um, regard ourselves as as very much amateurs. But but the one thing we do, I think both know we have, is the sort of mental willpower to once we start one of these challenges. We know we're going to commit to it and we we uh, make damn sure we we finish it.
0: And is there anything you've learned over the past um, 15 years that has sort of helped you get through those mental blocks? And have you sort of have to retrain your brain to remind yourself, no, you can get through it. No, you can keep going. Or is it is it literally a case of telling yourself, carry on?
1: <laughs> it, it is sort of telling yourself, carry on. As I say, to, to have a buddy to, to help you, when one or the other is going through a bit of a of a down um it is is a great thing i mean on some on some of the runs we have met people particularly the the hundred miler, where we met people who are doing it by themselves they they you know got got themselves there in the morning and of course there's you know there are set up uh, support stops every every ten miles or so 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 it's not so much the logistics of it but it's just the the, the the extraordinary willpower that they had to do to be doing that by themselves and i think johnny and i have both said that i don't think we we would have the ability of 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 setting off on that sort of thing without without the other being there for support so support has been a massive help to to both of us and i think once you have the odd dark moment um when you don't think you're going to get through something and you do you just think about that and you think well is this as bad as that ever was and the answer is often no and 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 on you crack
0: it's amazing so a lot of the people i've spoken to on this podcast have really shined a light on the support they've had the people they've met the people that like you said came along and ran one mile two miles with them because it gives you that sort of to carry on um and what's next for the putney gumps (laughs) or have we got to decide
1: (laughs) who knows yeah exactly but so so johnny uh or or i suppose we announced but but the john johnny was saying that this was going to be his last as we went into this or at least the last sort of big endurance um type event by the end of the seven days i had very much noticed that the willpower that this was going to be his last one had had itself started to ebb and um and so there might be something there might be something but we're going to we're going to give it a year off before we even start thinking about it or i i certainly am i'm going to try my best to persuade johnny to come out of retirement if it was a real retirement and um like the rolling stones or whoever it wills perhaps we'll just have a whole series of of comeback tours
0: one thing um i ask everyone on this podcast which is called define optimism is when you hear the phrase define optimism what does that mean to you
1: wow what a good question Uh, define optimism is to have a mental state where you think about the positive outcomes and you tell yourself because it is true that you can achieve that
0: and for anyone listening who is inspired to take on a big challenge um what would your um one key piece of advice be
1: think what would be a massive challenge for you and then make it a little bit bigger because you're going to be able to do it
0: amazing well thank you so much for coming on the podcast and um i look forward to seeing what you hopefully do next pleasure
1: (laughs) thanks very much for for your time
0: and thank you all for listening as well I don't know about you but I am inspired to go out and do that 5k at least that I've been putting off let alone um, a whole marathon Um, but if you did enjoy the podcast please subscribe, rate and share it with someone else who you think may enjoy it Um, or someone else that might need a little fundraising inspiration in their lives Um, and for more positivity you can head to our website smileymovement.org where we have a daily dose of smiley news stories about good people doing good things and we also have our solution focused live events smiley talks thanks so much